Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Welcome to a Christmas edition of a purely Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Jack Sessions. And today we're going international, international guest today. I've got Phil Andrews with me. How you doing, Phil? Yeah, good, Jack. Really well. Top man, top man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, your debut appearance on the show, trying to rotate it with the Christmas games coming thick and fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm in virginal white, mate. So there we go. I mate. hope that helps. Yeah, I expect nothing, nothing less. I love it. <laughs> I've also got Adam coming, Cunningham with me. How you doing, Adam? I'm all right, mate, but I'm in ivory, so what does that say? <laughs> there we go, there we go, mate. Well, it's good, it's, it's good to have you both on, both debut podcasters. And, um, yeah, cheers for having us on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, and you're great about interacting with, with us, so it's, just, it's great to, to finally be able to, able, to, able to get you on and, and get your thoughts on, on today's game. Obviously, we know we've had, um, Phil, we'll start with you, we've had, we've had a couple of tough games. We haven't, we, haven't, we haven't done great, we haven't come out of it great and we, we fell behind the leaders um, Chelsea constantly winning but today we had West Brom and, and it was a must win game we made a lot of changes um, Phil what did you think of the lineup going in um, future well I, I, I thought that the uh, playing Giroud with our fluid with our fluid front front three was 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 a bit wrong because you, you've not got Walcott getting in behind and getting the crosses in so if he's not getting the crosses in and you've got the Wobie and Alexis who really don't get crosses in, they cut inside more than anything else, where were the crosses going to come from for Giroud? So I was a little bit nonplussed about the Giroud selection, um, but as it turned out, proved me wrong because, you know, at the end of the game, Ozil put it on a sixpence for him. But uh, I think I think the other thing is, is that it, everyone's knocking the tactics and knocking the team, but you've got to take your hat off to West Brom. They played a bank of five at the back and a bank of four in midfield that were not going anywhere and dropping back and filling the gaps. And they, they basically played nine at the back and made it very difficult for us to get any forward momentum. Yeah, you can't argue with that. And we, and we knew, Adam, we, we were texting back and forth during the game, we knew they were going to come come out like that and it was going to be difficult for us to break them down. We know what Tony Pulis' sides are like. How did you see the game, Adam, and, and, and the lineup? Well, I was, uh, I'm slightly different to Phil on this one because uh, <clears throat> against teams like this, and if you go back to the Borough game, um, I actually said at the start of the Borough game, um, Giroud is a bully for these type of teams. And I just think sometimes with, with big defenders like that, I think Alexis and, and uh, Ozil feeding the ball into him, sooner or later he's going to notch one in. Um, so I, I, I personally like Giroud for these type of games, especially when they don't just bring West Brom's bus, but they brought Jose's bus as well, didn't they, really, to be fair. So, uh, but like you say, it's a tactic. It's, um, it's, it, it nearly paid off for them, but we could, you know, a lot of people, we call in Chelsea champions elect for getting these 1-0s and stuff, and I'll take a, a, a scrappy 1-0 header in the end to get those three points and get us back to winning ways. No problems, mate. So, yeah, my personal opinion is... is uh, I think Giroud was the right choice today. And it's no coincidence that Ozil's got back on the assist with Giroud and the team as well, to be honest. 
Yeah, I mean, let's touch on Meza Urzil a little bit, Phil. I want to get your opinion on it. He's coming for a lot of criticism in the last week. Do you think it's been justified or, or, or is, you think it's been a massive overreaction again? How do you feel about Meza Urzil at the moment? Well, I think there is a bit of an overreaction. You know, he did go a little bit quiet in the second half. He did go, he did disappear into the game a little bit. And I think that was purely down to the lack of space. Um, there was nowhere for him to go. Um, but if you look at if you look at the end product, the cross he put in, he's probably the only one that was going to put that cross in because to get the cross in, it had to be on. It was on, it was from the left side. It had to be on a sixpence. And even then, Giroud had to, as Adam quite rightly said, had to bully his way through West Brom to actually get his head on the ball. It wasn't it wasn't a running jump. It was almost a standing jump with with a wrestling match. So I think I think. I think Ozil can retreat into a game when things are not going his way, when he doesn't have all the space that he needs for his creativity. But I think that, you know, in the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, he really stepped up again and, and, and proved his class. So you, you can't knock the guy for his assist. No, I thought he did. I thought he got better as the game went on. Adam, where do you stand on um, Mesut Ozil? A lot of people... You know, questioning his, his, his abilities in, in big away games. That You know, there's lots of people's stats coming out on how he's played in big away games. How, how do you see it, Adam? Well, I think I think you both know my feelings on Mesut Ozil because um, I'm, <coughs> I'm a big believer in uh, technical abilities and, and, and gifted players. And I think Neil touched on it a few weeks ago. It only takes 30 seconds for a world-class player like Ozil to do what he did today. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he can, he can get all that... Uh, you know, criticism over the last few weeks, still come out and still do the tricks, the passing, what he was doing in the first half. Yeah, I, I agree with Phil. He, he, you know, he faded out a little bit in the back end of the game, but came straight back into it when the team needed him. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, you don't become a World Cup winner, Champions League winner. Um, fit, or is it five five times out of six German um, Player of the Year by being a lazy player or being an uncommitted player or being a bad player? The, the, guy, the guy is world class and when we needed him today he stepped up uh, and so did Giroud uh, you know again uh, Giroud is a, a, an underrated uh, commodity in our team and for certain teams we need him um, but like you say Ozil is just absolutely world class and we've also got to remember we're in the Champions League so oh, you know it, it, obviously we've had a bit of a break recently but being in the Champions League um, they are sometimes knackered the week after aren't they you look at that we've had a week's rest it's no coincidence Meza Ozil was on top of his form again today. Same with Sanchez. They were all wriggling around, getting the passing going. Even Awobi was uh, was increased in performance again. So, yeah, I just I just think now we can get a run of games before Champions League comes back and, and, and get some results to them. I think the other thing you've got to look at, fellas, is that Foster made three outstanding oh, saves. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and without, without Foster and those three outstanding saves, it would have been three or four nil. Yeah, and 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 the and the discussion would be a completely dis- different discussion from a battle in one nil to to a, a comfortable victory victory at three or four nil. And the other thing is, is I you as I said it, I tweeted before, and I've said to Adam before, you've got to give West Brom credit. They came with a game plan; it almost paid off. They took Chelsea to post seventy minutes before yeah. Chelsea scored. So their their game plan works, yeah. and and uh, and you can't you can't always 
expect to turn up at home or away and bang in five or six goals against teams like the West Broms because they're, they, they're set up not to lose, not to, not to give away goals. Yeah, That's the yeah. thing, isn't it? In the uh, in the Premier League nowadays, with all with, with certain managers coming in, I've said it. I bang the drum quite a lot, Ante, between you guys. It's it's not about it's not about winning anymore. No it's about not losing to a lot of managers, and it is hard work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and we know we're gonna. And, and Arsenal seem to be the team that everyone everyone believes that you know putting putting two banks of four up against us, and we're gonna slowly get frustrated. But in fairness, Phil, as um. The game went on. I felt like first half, we didn't really create much. I think we had about 80% possession in the first half. And we created something like 10 shots, but it was only one that was on target. I think it was from Alexis. But then second half, you did early on, you, you felt like we really stepped up a gear, didn't you? Well, I thought that our, 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 second, our second ball was being moved much quicker in the second half. I thought we had good flow in the first half, but our second ball distribution was pretty slow. In the, in the second half, we really stepped up a gear. We were getting rid of the ball very quickly. We were pushing West Brom back, giving ourselves more space. We were shooting from distance. I think one of the key the key stats of the game is, if you look at Granite Zaka, 141 passes in the game. Really? West Brom's top, top distributor was their goalkeeper on 38 uh, distribution passes. Two of our two Arsenal players, 210 passes between the two of them. Now, some teams wouldn't even do that as a team, let alone two players. So I think, you know, the second half, we really stepped up. We started to move the ball quicker, um, get down the flanks a lot quicker um, and get to the bylining and, and, and cut, cut the ball back. So hence, we were creating more chances. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Adam. If we got, let's touch on a few individual players. We had Gibbs come in, Giroud came in. Um, um, who else do we have coming? I think, I think a couple of changes. That, how did you think um, Kieran Gibbs well, looked? Back in winter. In um, sorry, Adam, you still. There. How do you think Kieran, Kieran Gibbs looked in the game? Um, he, obviously, he had to come off with a, with a knock. But how do you think he um, replaced Monreal in this game? Yeah, I think he needs to hold on to a rabbit's foot or something, doesn't he? he just he's just not got the look, has he? He started to look a really good player this season. Um, the player that we all expected five or six years ago, do you know what I mean? Uh, when I went to the Forest away game, he was immaculate. You know when he was captain? And yeah. people were like, oh yeah, you're only playing Forest." I don't care who you're playing, me personally. You can only play against the 11 that the opposite managers put in front of you. If you can play your heart out and you can play good football, you'll always have my backing. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think he's matured this season. Like you say, he's just he's just got that bad luck with injuries and stuff. Let's hope it's not too too serious. But I think his pace was good because let's face it, he had uh, Matty uh, uh, Phillips switching sides a lot, so we had him racing against him quite a bit when they did get forward West Brom. Um, and I think his decision making is a lot lot better over the last twelve to eighteen months. Um, when to go, when to when to snap at the back at someone's heels and, and when to just sit back and let them come on to you. I, I generally think his decision-making uh, has come on leaps and bounds, to be honest. don't know about you two boys. Yeah, no, I do as well. I think he's a little bit hard done by not to not to maybe be starting because there has been question marks a little bit over Nacho Monreal and, and Kieran Gibbs has, has always come in and done a quite a good job this season. I think yeah. it's a lot closer between them than it was last season where you felt Kieran Gibbs was really just coming into... He was playing second fiddle the whole season because Monreal was... Was was bang on it really, but I think I think this season it's it's much more of a battle between them. Hopefully, we see that 
benefit the side because both of them are going to hopefully step up their game, you know, from from now on to the end of the season. And we've got good players there. Do you, Phil, do you do you ever think that that's a position that we might look to improve? There's been rumours about. I want to get onto the January transfer window with both of you in a second, but there's been rumours about us going in for a left back. Do you think that's somewhere we need to improve, or are you happy with what we got? No, I think we need to improve. Um, I've I've been saying for a little little while now. I think uh, Monreal's losing a little bit of pace, and I think if you look at our right hand side with Bellerin and Walcott when they're really flying, they are the, the right hand side is really pacey and strong. And I don't really think you can say that about the left-hand side. I think Gibbs today, I think Adam's spot on, added a lot of pace, a lot of snap. If you look at the first half, most of our chances were coming from Gibbs down the left-hand side. But then, again, he's got that, he's got that element where he's a bit, bit made of glass. He took a knock to the knee today and he's gone. Um, so, so I think we probably need a quality left-back. Um, to, if, if nothing more to create, you know, with a bit of pace to create competition, you've got, you've got, you've got natural left wingers like a Wobie and, and, um, Lucas Perez fighting for the spot, um, in front of them. So I think we could be very strong on the flanks if we could get another strong left back. I, I just want to add one shout out to one of our players. I thought Gabriel handled Rondon really well. I thought it was very I thought, today, e yeah. I yeah. thought every time he's coming for a bit of stick, and you, you you see on Twitter a lot of the a lot of the the clowns give him a bit of grief. But I thought he handled he handled Rondon every time Rondon had a go. He 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 was there, and he he pretty much comfortably handled the situation very well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's been a bit harsh on okay. on Gabriel Adam. I mean, if you look at the big. Um, goals that we've lost in the last two games, you, I, I wouldn't really place the fault, obviously it's a collective thing, isn't it? But I wouldn't place yeah. the fault directly at him. In fact, I, I'd, I'd place the fault more at Koscielny, certainly for Everton's header, and yeah. um, maybe even for Sterling's goal. You know, um, I, I, I think he's been quite solid, Gabriel. What about you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually a bit of a fan of Gabriel, because I don't know about you two boys, but he reminds me of a very young, uh, or a very early Koscielny, because he was rash as well. You know, he dived in at the wrong yeah. time and, you know, he, he got silly bookings at the wrong time. He just needs, a, he just, like many players, he's a player that needs a run of games. Whereas going back to what we were on about Gibbs, Gibbs can still put on a performance in and out of the team, I think. Whereas someone like a Gabriel is like Jack Wilshire. He needs a run of games to just get that consistency. Um, and I, I always thought he was going to be a good defender when he's, when he's um, put Lukaku out of the game twice. One on his debut, if you remember. Uh, and, and won uh, last season uh, when we won 2-0 um, it just coincides you were there weren't it and uh, he, he put a big play like that out of the game so uh, quite rightly what Phil said Rondon's in a lot of form at the minute got an actric recently he's a big mobile player uh, and Gabriel's communication's getting a lot better and it coincides with the, uh, Rondon being offside quite a lot today as well with Gabriel's communication getting better because you've got Gibbs who's in and out of the team quite a lot so he got used to it Bellerin's always in there Kishelny's obviously always in there. I just think a run of games has, has, has helped him get that. Don't even need. Don't even mean uh, you know English language-wise communication. It's just that body language of each other, isn't it? To look at each other, when to push up and when to actually go in for the tackle, etc. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a. I'm same as you. I'm, I'm actually a fan of uh, Gabriel, and I, and I do think the last two defeats aren't actually down to him. No. 
I agree. I agree completely. And I think today, I mean, obviously, you know, it was it was mainly one way traffic, wasn't it? Today, it was almost like a training match. But when they did have chances, it was mainly from from the set pieces uh, where we looked a little bit dodgy, and probably because of the last few games, um, you know, we looked a little bit nervy at set pieces. Petacek, um, Phil. Before we get on to like how we progressed into the second half, Petacek. Again, another player that's also coming for criticism. I've even been hearing people trying to, you know, push for Ospina to be starting in games because of Petacek. How do you feel about Petacek? Do you think um, he's to blame for any of our recent inconsistencies on the pitch? Well, well, I don't know about recent inconsistencies, but I think he made three fairly obvious errors today. You know, the two corners where they, where they, where they really threatened, he flapped at them. Almost smacked them away, yep. um, very unconvincingly. And then their best chance of the game, where they blazed over from six yards, it was a clear miss. He came out, for, he came for it, and he missed it. And 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 if their if their player had been on on his medal a bit more from six yards, he would have buried it instead of blazing over. So I think I think that you know think that possibly he needs a bit more competition. Maybe maybe a game on the sideline. And Espino to come in just to let him know that there is competition in the Premier League matches, not just in the Champions League and the Cup matches. Um, because you know, a couple of last couple of weeks he's made a few a few small errors that could have been very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I don't think you can blame him for the City game. I think that was that was uh, quite rightly Castellani lost his runner, and even if he was offside, it was still a goal because it was allowed. And then and the same for the Everton game. But but today it could have been costly for us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. He, he has been questioned. I thought his distribution against City mostly frustrated me. Not, not not the goals as such. I just, I got really annoyed with his, I never get annoyed with a goalkeeper's distribution. Not since the days of Alex Manninger, really. But I, 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 I was getting annoyed, genuinely getting annoyed with his distribution. And Ospina is a very good goalkeeper, Adam. But again, if we're worried about corners and set pieces, Ospina's also been questioned a lot from them. So... I mean, it's not going to change anytime soon. Peter Cech's going to be our, our number one unless something drastic happens. Wouldn't you thought, Adam? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think I was on about this with Phil a little while back. I'm very reluctant to critique goalkeepers um, in the modern game. Let's face it, footballs have got quicker. Technology's got quicker. Foot, you know, football boots are better. Everything's increased. The speed of the ball, how it sways and everything... Everything's gone against a goalkeeper, goalkeeper and gone uh, gone for a goal scorer. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm I'm very very reluctant to have a go at goalkeepers. I think Czech is just falling foul of evolution of age. Let's be honest. Is what what is he? 34 now. Um, about about 10 years ago, you can get away with it there. Um, but I still think we've got yeah, like you said, I think still think we've got 12 to 18 months of him as number one. Um, and touching on the goalkeeper situation, people are also forgetting these two other very, very good goalkeepers we do have, which could be fighting for number one. The first one is on yeah, loan, Skoma, doing yeah. a very, very good job over there. I think he's got the most clean sheets in Italy at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I very much rate um, Emmanuel. Martinez. Uh, yeah, Martinez. Yeah, we've got Every yeah, time yeah, he's coming, yeah. he's, he's big, he's commanding. And for a young one, he, he communicates well with the defence. Never put a foot wrong. His distribution's good. Uh, I think he's one to look for the future. And I, I know I'm going a little bit on a tangent here because we're talking about Czech. But I, for once, I'm not worried about our keeper situation. I don't know about you boys, but I'm just not worried about it. No. Yes, 
that's going to make. I do. It, I do think that well. um, the check did step up in the second part of the of the second half, where he started to get us moving forward a lot quicker from front to back. Yeah, and I think that's how the goal came about because in the in the first half, in the first part of the second half, uh, our, distrib- our, our movement of the ball from the front front to back was fairly pedestrian. And yeah. a bit, a bit ordinary. But then we really, in the in the dying part of the game, we tended to pick it up a bit and move the ball a lot quicker. Yeah, which uh, yeah. which which created that space. Do you get frustrated, Phil, ever that we when we know teams are going to set up like that, like West Brom do? And in fairness, we all knew the way they were going to set up. Do you get frustrated ever that that we don't start earlier like that? And or, or do you think there's a reason that we don't? I think I think. Is a a, a, nat- a natural cautiousness, and and also well, we always seem to be seeking belief in ourselves. What I really like today is that we were taking long shots yeah. early on. We were we were chipping the ball over the top. We were taking long shots. We were we were getting down to the byline. We were we were cutting the ball back. In fact, the one thing that we normally do that we didn't do was we weren't crossing the ball. Um, and that's why Giroud looked fairly ineffective for the majority of the game. Yeah, I agree. Um, but but I but I think we were really trying to find a way through them, and I and I found that pleasing. And I was watching some of the, the inane comments on Twitter, and I was just thinking, well, you're you're watching a different game to me because yeah. we were really see we were really seeking a way through. You know, yeah. we hit the post that ball that ball that Sanchez hit. If it if it had gone in the net, it would probably made Oli hit it that hard. Yeah, um, that was early so in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, it was a cracking if, shot. If you remember you know, as well, we we the uh, woodwork in the first half, we well bit up, nearly went in as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. so I think there was a lot of positive signs there um, for us that we are trying to break these. We are trying to find a faster solution to break these teams down. It's not. It's not down to the, the the negative comment about no tactics or lack of understanding of tactics. I, I, I think that's nonsense. That's my personal opinion. I think that they really do and are trying to find a way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy, is it? It's it's, it's not easy. But I, I really like the way we stepped up in the second half. And a big, obviously, um, component of that, Adam was was Alexis Sanchez. He he was almost running it early on in the first half, and and he missed a couple of great chances, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, on Alexis Sanchez, um, I, I don't know if you guys were watching um, Soccer Saturday. Well, it's not Soccer Saturday, is it? but you know what I mean. I was watching Sky Sports today, and uh, I think it was the... Uh, I, think, I can't remember who it was, but they were going on about Henderson not going down too easily on that Ross Barkley challenge, um, you know, and calling him a hero and stuff like that. And I generally think Sanchez was a little bit... Not a bit of an unsung hero because he won't get the credit he deserved for trying to stay on his feet and try and score a goal instead of what a lot of players would have done. Can you remember that one in the second half, probably around about seventy odd minutes through, where he took up and took it through about three players and, and, and nearly got brought down. Um, and a lot of players would have fell at that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. And like you said, that one, that one where he just smashed it off the off the post. A lot of players wouldn't even get into that position to get it round because. He had two players there and the keeper to lift it over. That is that is hard work, do you know what I mean? And it, it, his feet are very, very quick. He, he didn't get his just rewards today, did he? But a lot of people call him a selfish player. But can you really call a selfish player um, a, a double proper uh, America winner? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's just a winner. He just wants to be loved, doesn't he? Like many players, they just want to feel the affection of the fans, don't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's been a lot of contract talk, Phil, with with the the interest from China and and whatnot. We could talk about the contracts for a whole podcast. But um, what's your gut feeling on on that, Phil? I'll go to Adam in a second as well on it. Um, on Alexis and Ozil, do you, do you feel that they're players that are going to sign, and that's our main priority in the January window? Or is it going to drag on and on? Well, look, you've got to remember they've got 18 months to go. And, yeah. and, and and Arsenal's not the sort of club that does its contract business in public. And, and, the, and the first rule of business in any contract negotiation is don't tell your competition what you're going to do. And I think that they will sign. I think that it's, uh, Arsenal do have the money to pay them. They do have, they do have plenty of cash. Um, and I think that they'll do it in their time. And, and, and at the end of the day, we do not know what's being said behind closed doors. And most of what we do see is via the media, which is heavily, heavily um, weighted in favour of of trying to create a story and a storm out of nothing because there's no there's no story for them in, in, in stability. So they're trying to create a story out of nothing by printing all of this nonsense to try and stir up something because they they want Sanchez to go to China because for them it's a great it's a great story where they get to sell a lot more paper. Um, I think they will sign. I think that I think that I think if we're competitive again this season, if we're we're doing well in the Champions League, I think they'll sign. We've got a great squad now. I think we could add one or two more, but you know I think we've got a great squad more. It's a great squad, and I think that they will sign. I think they'll stay. Yeah, love that. What about you, Adam? Are you are you as convinced? I am, and I'll tell you for why. One, as Phil's already touched on, the media. They only ever try and attack us to try and destabilise it. Um, so they do make these stories. Even Wenger's mentioned it two or three times himself, hasn't he? Who's, can you remember that quote a couple of weeks ago? You're like, uh, now, um, who was it who signed a contract recently? Um, and he said... Bellerin. Uh, Bellerin, that was it. And then he said, you'll have to make up who's who's leaving his club next week. I just love those kind of quotes, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I do. I, I think they'll sign for that. And second of all, if they hadn't already played for two of the biggest clubs in the world, in Real Madrid and Barcelona, previous to coming to us, then I'd be a little bit worried because probably those two clubs would be the clubs what we could, would probably be a slight step up to us and they'd, they'd be attracted to it because most South American players, most... European players, they all want to play for Barcelona, Real Madrid, don't they? They've played for them. Um, so, without sounding too arrogant as an Arsenal fan, where can they go other than financial reasons which had matched their ambition to win titles? And they've already said they want to win titles with Arsenal. I, I, I do trust the word. Yeah, yeah, I hope you're right. Absolutely. Um, so as a, no, I've, I'm, I, actually, I'm not quite as confident as you but that's just my sort of slight pessimism I think I do think that's a significant factor what you said I think them both being at very very big kind of you know super giant clubs if you like um, I, th- I think that has to make a difference but you do worry you know that if the, if the money that you're hearing from in China you know there, I- there will be a limit to Arsenal's um, wage wages that they do offer um, and if, if the kind of money that w- they're being offering in China it'd just be sad to see someone at the peak of their game like an Alexis Sanchez go yeah. to a no, no offence but, but basically a nothing a nothing league at this point um, in China and give up you know the chances of Champions League football and, and, and well, things like that it. and be, that, would be, that would really sadden me a little bit but um, I just you know I, I, I hope it's not 
if it's a financial thing and he wants three, four hundred grand a week, then I, I guess you know there's not a lot we can do about that because I'm guessing there's a limit for us, two hundred twenty grand a week, two hundred thirty grand a week maybe. But um, yeah. hopefully, you know, he, he he's ho he's asking for something from Arsenal, and we're just trying to to meet that, and it's just a formality. I'm hoping, but um, yeah. Um, well, you know the interesting stat on that, on especially on Mesut Özil. Can you remember that he actually he's actually paid less at Arsenal than he was at Real Madrid? So he already took a pay pay cut to come to us. So I'm hoping that in both their minds, it's not about financial reasons. Let's face it, 200, 200 grand a week is still. It's still silly money, isn't it? And like Phil says, we can afford it. Uh, and I do generally think it's it's not a foot, it's not for financial reasons. You know, like the RVPs and Sesks and all that. That take away the fact that they won titles elsewhere. They all went for money. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's, it's a hard one to say. We've seen, unfortunately, we've seen great players of the past. You know, leave at the same point. We've we've had these discussions before with multiple players, haven't we? But. Yeah. But I think you know. I, I I personally, you know, I think you know Wenger's contract is also maybe significant in in, in the whole yeah. dealing. So it'd be interesting to see when or if he signs up and how that changes things. And um, but I'm not I'm not as 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 nervous as everyone else is on on social media about it. Like Phil said, there's 18 months for it to go. We should be concentrating on 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 the football. You know, no, nothing more. Just like the players should be. So so I'm not majorly concerned about it. But obviously, it is a talking point. But um, yeah, the the other thing you've got to look at is in in, in a lot of. Uh, People, people up in the Northern Hemisphere talk about the Chinese Super League without really understanding China. The, the Chinese money is not sustainable indefinitely. Um, and the Chinese League, the Chinese League is basically run by a couple of clubs. So unless you're playing for um, Evergrande or uh, Guangzhou, you, you're not gonna you're you're gonna be another in, in another also ran club. No matter whether you're earning three or four hundred thousand a week, you, these players want to win, want to win in in prestigious prestigious competitions. And the Chinese Super League is not a prestigious competition, so that's that's why I don't think they'll go. That's interesting about the Chinese, uh, you know, how, it, how the infrastructure and all that. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is interesting. We've seen obviously Oscar, who's I wouldn't say he's at the peak necessarily. He's not been playing for Chelsea, so it's a little bit of a different situation. But I just yeah. can't see it in my head. I can't see Alexis going there. But at the same time, you don't know what who else. There's obviously going to be other clubs in for him. Other Premier League clubs, like of Chelsea, likes of yeah. uh, Manchester City. Will put, will, I'm sure they'd come in with silly money for him. And you'd hope that you know we we do enough to fend them off. But you just you just don't know because of what we've seen in the past. But yeah. but you know I'm hopeful. I think. We've got to prove that we can challenge. I personally think, like Phil said, I think we've got the best squad in the league. I just think yep. it's about us, 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 us turning up week in, week out, really. But um, let's get yeah, back onto the, on, onto the game. Phil, do you think in games like this where there's 10 men behind the ball, do you think the partnership of Coquelin and Xhaka is the right one? Or do you, would you like to see something different? Um, no, I, I think that... Um if you look at if you look at the way they move the ball on and the way they and the way that Cochrane sits deeper, I think it's the, I think it's a very good partnership. I do think that that with about if it if it's still stalemate with about fifteen twenty minutes to go, then you bring on someone like a a Cazula or a Ramsey. If you look at Ramsey when he first came in, he was sat on the halfway line and he worked out well he's not going to do anything back there, so he started getting forward. And causing and, and running into holes and causing a bit of mischief, um, which which create again created more space. But I think starting these games, I think they're becoming a very solid partnership. They're they're both different types of players, and I think they're working well together. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd largely agree with that. Adam, what about you? In the absence of Santi Cazorla, we've been trying to find the answer. Is this the answer, do you think? I think we've uh, chatted about this before, haven't we? Uh, we've wanted to see this partnership um, a couple of times. Well, quite quite uh, frequent. Uh, I think it's I think it's starting to work. And I actually think Shaka is probably just a taller, one-footed Santi Cazorla because the way you can find a pass is very, very similar to Cazorla and Ozil. Um, and he's like Santi as well. So if you remember, when Santi's not playing, we don't take as many shots from midfield. Whereas Shaka, he didn't mind. I mean, look at that one. All right, it went absolutely skewed with. But there were two on the bounce. One what was a little bit closer, but the other one just went everywhere. But do you know what? Sometimes, I don't mind that. How many times did Frank Lampard score stuff like that, where it'd scuff off a defender and stuff like that? Um, but he's, that through ball to Giroud in the first half, um, where Giroud just knocked it round, but he couldn't get quite wrapped round to then slot it home. I don't know if you, you guys can remember that one. I think it was about 30 minutes in. Um, not many players can find that pass in the world. I don't care who you are. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Coquelin. Um His passing's uh, drastically improved as well. Um, and it, it, you can't fault him, can you? His, his passion for the club. He puts 100% effort in. And players like that will always get my back in. Do, do, you think his, do you think his passing's improved, Adam, because he's playing with a passing a passing player like Xhaka, who's I think so, knocking yeah. out 140 passes per game? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's, in practice, makes perfect, doesn't it? So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I personally think this is the way to go. A lot of people want Ramsey in there. I think Ramsey should be in there for certain games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good debate. It's... It, my, my ideal scenario next year is if, if Santi Cazorla is done, because we don't know what's wrong with Santi, do we? Now he's having surgery, he's 32 year old. As much as we all want him back as soon as possible, you just don't know what's happening next year, dear. My, my ideal scenario next year would be rotating four midfielders so they're always kept fresh, especially because we're in Champions League. Jack Wilshire, yeah. Shaka, Coquelin, and Ramsey. You can easily make three good pairings out of those four if yeah. Santi Cazorla is done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know about I don't know what you you boys think. No, no, I, I agree with that. I think Jack Wilshere's still got a part to play. I hope I, I watched him for large parts today um, while I was watching the Arsenal game, and I was I was largely impressed with him. I think he's very. Yeah, you said he ran a blinder, weren't yeah, he today? He, I mean, honestly, if you watch the watch the game, you'd be shocked at the scoreline, especially in the first sixty minutes. You really would. Obviously, once they went two 0 up, Chelsea it changed the game, but um, and Bournemouth yeah. had to leave gaps. But but I think I, I agree with you. I think Wenger's been adamant that he's going to sign Santi Cazorla on for one more year. But as we know, our one year rolling contracts at the after the age of. 30. Not, it's not for everyone those kind of contracts, no. is it? They don't like it generally. Dennis Burkamp's, those are few and far between those kind of players. So I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not convinced yet that he's going to sign for, for that. And if you remember, I, I don't know if it's sorry to interrupt, no, but if you yeah. remember, um, what was his first club? What he he helped financially? I can't remember what it's called. But he, if you remember, he did an interview about a year ago where he always said he finished his career at that That's club. Amazing. Was it? Yeah. Was it Malaga? Was it, or no? Awesome. I think it was the one before Malaga. It's oh, really? like, something like that. Um, okay. But yeah, I remember that interview. So that's an interesting I, one. I think he'll off. personally yeah. go to Juventus or Villa, Villarreal. You reckon? Uh, yeah. Because Juventus like, want him for on a three-year deal. So Yeah. Like like Jack says, it's not for everyone that one-year extension, is it? No. No, exactly, yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it. I just love watching him play, personally. He's, he's probably my favourite player. So I'm, I'm a little bit biased, yeah. but... But I think I agree with you. I think we've got great options and it's a great dilemma to have. But I do think, like you two do, I think Cockland and Jacket, even for home games, 
um, up until a later point, I do think they are they are hopefully the answer. I think. Um, but yeah. we, we, as the game went on, I mean, Phil, I want to touch on um, Alex Awobi. How did you feel Alex Awobi did today? We're, we're, now we've got Ox injured, and, and I'm not sure about the seriousness of Theo's injury. I'm guessing because it was announced late, it isn't that serious, but you never know with Arsenal. Um, yeah. And what do you think about Alex Awobi? I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. Um, how did you think he played today? Yeah, I thought he was quite good today. I'm, I'm a big fan of him going forward. I'm, I'm still unconvinced about him tracking back and doing the donkey work that needs to be done, um, helping out the left back. But I thought today, I, I think he needs to add a little bit more um, of getting to the byline and crossing the ball because he's, like Alexis, he, 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 he tends to cut inside a lot, which is good. You know, he's got all the skills. You look, some of the, you look at where he, he went through the West Brom defence, he was pretty sensational a couple of times and I and I'm a, I think that with again with with games and a good season under his belt I think he's going to be very very good but I do think that they need need to drill into him that he has to do the work going back and closing down as well as he does going forward yeah yeah I agree yeah we've been been a little bit question marks last time he was more on the right side today so Bellerin um, doesn't seem to get exposed quite as much as Nacho Monreal and obviously a different type of game today. So, Well, he's an overlapping player, isn't he? So, he is. Whereas Nacho's not so much of an overlapping player. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And it'll be interesting to see how we kind of go forward with, with our front. I, I, I'm always fascinated by our front free selection. And um, another one to talk about and throw in the mix that Phil touched on earlier was is Olivier Giroud up until his goal. Adam, do you feel it was more that we weren't playing to his strengths rather than Giroud? Because he did, he, he did look like he was on the periphery a little bit. Um, what, what, how do you feel you, he played today? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think again, we took this offline as well, didn't we? Where we just seem to sometimes just not cross when Giroud's on the pitch. There's just, there's just something about it, isn't there? As soon as he either comes on or he starts, we just don't always play to his strengths. But do you, um, do you think that Adam is because they wouldn't let us cross? Yeah, maybe, because like you say, we're not getting down to the bylines as much, are we, because of obviously them being uh, parking the bus and stuff, so yeah, I, I tend to agree with that at times. Um, I also just generally think he's a little bit rusty as well, because let's face it, he's not he's not had much game time recently, has he? Um, and and I, I do generally think he's one of those players who needs to get up to speed, doesn't he? Um, so that goal will do him uh, a world of good, a world of, bit, a world of confidence, um, and uh, long may it continue. Like you say, it's another good dilemma where we, we can have this question of who should start as opposed to who's fit to start compared to two years ago, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like like you boys said earlier on, I think it's the best squad we've had for quite a while. Um, and I think it is uh, it is one of the best, if not the best, in uh, in the league. It's just, like 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 we said before, and like you guys have touched on before, it's just getting the right player for the right game, isn't it? And I, uh, and I think it's just justified whether he was in and out of the game or not, it's justified his selection because he's a striker and he's popped the ball in the net, hasn't he? Yeah, and it was a great goal in fairness, Phil. I mean, we yeah. touched on it a little bit earlier, but it was, um, Phil, it was just, a, it, it, I mean, is there anyone else in the Arsenal team that can do that? I mean, obviously, Mesut Ozil, great assist again, but but he, he really did, he, he's great in the air, isn't he, Olivier Giroud? Well, I, again, you know, um, possibly, possibly Welbeck, when he comes back, he, um, with his height, power and pace, um, yep. Could he's not as good as Giroud, but he offers that. 
I think I think the the thing that impressed me was it was almost as I said earlier on a standing jump with a wrestling match thrown in for good for good measure before he got his head on the ball. Yeah. And he wanted the goal. There's no doubt about it. If you watch the replay of the goal, he wanted that goal. He wanted he wanted to get to the ball first and, and get his head on it. And uh, and I think that 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 really. Do we have anyone else that can do that? Now, at the moment, no, we don't. You know, we play a, a fluid front three, uh, Walcott, um, uh, Sanchez, and uh, Warobi, and uh, they, they're not they're not that type of player. You know, Walcott scored a couple of headed goals this season for the first time in his ten years in Arsenal, but they're not they're not the bullet header type um, players that he is. Uh, because he's got the physical presence, the aggression, and, and and the power to get on the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I feel, think no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel we've we've seen that a lot in past season. Mesut Özil crossing the ball into Olivier Giroud. It feels like we, you know, obviously when this is the first Premier League game Olivier Giroud has started, Wenger's gone away from that kind of system, if you like. And I think largely for most aspects, it, it's worked. But it's great to see um, Adam that we've got a player coming in who's so fresh. And it's, you know, halfway through the season already, where by this point we, he's usually run into the ground, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I totally, totally agree. And, and like uh, Phil just said about Welbeck, he's, for me, if he can stay fit, I could probably get slated for this. But I think he's the, he's the package. He's got the power. He's got the pace. He's got the strength. I mean, uh, it's, it was actually against West Brom. Um, I think it was two seasons ago, away from him. I can remember when we won 1-0 won, won there. He, he rose like a salmon, if you remember that goal. Um, so, so I agree. Um, it's it, it's good to have all these options, and I, I I can't wait for Welbeck to be back. But Giroud, I, I can't fault the guy. He, he, contrary to what people's beliefs is, he puts the effort in. He doesn't run around like a madman like Alexis is, because let's face it, he's not human. <laughs> but yeah. with regard with regards to Giroud, he puts the level in that he needs to put in for him to have a good performance. And when people keep going on about that, he's moaning and stuff like that. You tell me a normal. I mean, this is probably going off topic, but go on to a Sunday or a Saturday league side or something like that. You tell me someone who doesn't moan on a football pitch, and I'll tell you a liar. Because everyone, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Everyone has a moan. Everyone gets frustrated on the pitch, no matter how placid you are off the pitch. And for me, that just shows his passion for, passion for Arsenal. And I love the fact that every time he celebrates, he celebrates with the Arsenal fans and always packs his badge. As I've said to you guys many, many, many times, you put your 100% effort in, you put your body on your line. I think you mentioned it on a text earlier on. You put your body on the line. Number one, you're going to get you're going to get the goals. Not not every time, but you are going to get the goals. But you're also going to get the fans back in 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. And after that goal happened, even though it was very, very late on, Phil, I was so relieved. Um, but we had a lot of chances after that. Aaron Ramsey probably should have had two, shouldn't he? Yeah, no, I think I think you know, and I think once we once we broke the deadlock and and West Brom West Brom's heads dropped, then the chances were always going to come, and we we should have buried one more for sure. You know, we should have had one more goal. We didn't, um, but but I'm just equally relieved, not just relieved, but I'm happy that we we battled to a a really hard fought one nil because. Because everyone talks about Chelsea and Man United battling to hard-fought 1-0s and how well they did to get to 1-0. Well, 
well then well we've just done likewise so therefore we must be up there with them you know in in in, in uh as as uh rivals for the title you know because we've we've done the same thing chelsea struggled against west brom mm-hmm. um so they you know it, it's there for everyone to to judge or see or say but i think i don't i think it's we the, the the title's a long way off being done Everyone that's got Chelsea down is winning it. They, they've got some hard games coming up yet. Yep, yep. And um, I'm looking forward to how they they react to uh, to to the the schedule becoming thicker and faster. And um, you know, no European games for us. I, I think you know, and we we have had still a fair amount of injuries. And obviously, playing twice a week plays into that. And a lot of people say now we're on level pegging field. But if you look at it, a lot of our injuries have probably been a, a you know an effect of having so many games in quick succession. And Wenger doesn't. As much as I, I love Wenger, he doesn't like to rotate certain positions as much as maybe, you know, you'd like to see. So people, you know, people tend to pick up these injuries. We've got Mustafi injured, Kazola injured, Bellerin was injured for a while, Welbeck's still out, um, and now we've got Ox and Walcott out. So we've, we've, we've got a lot of injuries, and but we're able to deal with that, I think, because we've, I still think we've got the best squad in the league. Um, but if you, if, you, if you look at our injuries, though, a lot of them now are soft muscle injuries, which, you, which you, you're quite right. It's down to the amount of time they're playing on the pitch. There's, we don't have a great deal of major injuries, which, which, are, which are where players are out for months and months, apart from Kazola, you know, with his Achilles. Um, you, you know, Walcott, he's got a minor, minor calf strain. Which is a soft mus- muscle injury, which you know yourself. You know, um, when you when you work your body hard, you're going to get these things. This happens. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. that's part and parcel of being an athlete. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's yeah. going to happen. It's, unfortunately, we always feel like it affects us um, a little bit, a little bit more. But but I, I don't think it necessarily does. But we you know we we have had a lot of games, and hopefully this one game a week thing that's going to start to come up for the next sort of five six weeks is going to play to our benefit and we've got a lot of games that we should win Adam we I mean it's easier said than done you know it is with Arsenal I don't take any game for granted but you know if we can get put on a run now up until the Chelsea game and I believe we can um there's 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 every chance it's not over like Phil said is it no definitely not um I always got taught by my dad when I was younger that the title was never won by Easter and I don't remember a title being won by Easter before uh, before you I mean that that season when we caught 13 points up on Man United (laughs) yeah That, that was caught up just after Easter and we were still three or four points behind even after Easter and the people were still saying now nah, they've done it, they've done it. It just goes to show, it's, for me, Easter is the time when you normally know. Probably around about early March, you kind of see a couple pull away or one pull away, don't you? But generally, for me, we've got a, there's a lot of games to be won and lost um, and when it does start coming into the new year, where the FA Cup comes into play and, and, and as we said earlier on, Chelsea aren't playing great football um, and you know they are fresh at the minute when they're having to start playing more than one game a week when they're having to go away from home three times in one week that's when we'll see the mentality of a team like Chelsea and Liverpool because they are they are they are how shall we say being rewarded for previous season's failure aren't they um, but yeah good running games coming up uh, we should be confident about them um, as contrary to belief about uh, Sam Allardyce I think he's only ever beat Wenger four times in his 30 games against him so he's not that much of a bogey manager 
So fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, I'll probably just put the kibosh on it. No, I'm keeping my, no, keep my fingers crossed. I'm going to that game, so I'm, I'm keeping my fingers oh, yeah. crossed as well. I'm going to fly over and go to that game. Oh, sound, but um, sound. yeah, so so um, I'm, I'm hoping um, I bring us some sort of luck um, or just yeah, yeah just, 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 just get a win. But but let's touch on um, just before we do a few fans questions. Phil, what do you think? January transfer window is going to come along before before our next podcast. I don't think we'll get anyone in. There could be one or two outgoings. Do you think we'll get anyone? No. No, I think I think Wenger's already said that he's not going to buy. He's not looking to buy anyone. We've got a big enough squad. We've got enough depth. I think I think there'll be a couple of outs. I think Jenkinson will go out for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I think he needs to. Um. But no, I don't. You know, everyone's talked about Draxler. Draxler. Where where would we put him? Where would he play? We've yeah. got we've got Welbeck coming back who can play on the left. We have got Lucas. We got Wobi. We don't need. We don't really need anyone in midfield. Um, if if a if a world class striker was to jump out the box, would you buy him? Um, not in January, I don't think. Um, it's not the Arsenal way. No. And uh, so I know I'm, I'm. I don't think we'll buy anyone. No, I'd agree with that, Adam. What about you? Simple answer for me. I agree. I don't think we will either. Unless it's someone unbelievably world class, which does, as Phil said, doesn't happen in January. No, not a chance. No, I agree, and I'm I'm very comfortable. I mean, everyone's going to complain. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm one of the few transfer windows. I'm sitting there going, I don't want anyone. I'd, I'd like you to focus on the contracts, maybe if we need to. But I agree. Other than that, don't 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 worry about it. Just focus on uh, playing a game every few days. I, I think I think the, I think the key players is obviously Mustafi coming back in. Uh, Cazola and Welbeck will probably come back in similar time because let's face it, Welbeck's got a whole rehabilitation, everything, hasn't it? Those two could be key to us getting back up and winning this league because I'm not giving up on it. I don't know about you boys, but those two could be key because they will be fresh to finish the season off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, mm. I'd agree, I'd agree. Let's do some uh, fans' questions. Go to you first, Phil. Thanks for the fans' questions. We only asked for them about 20 minutes ago or a little bit longer, so I appreciate it. Um, at Osgunner Ranger says, um, number one, why is our finishing so poor? And two, two, why do we leave it so late? He said there was at least two gimme goals today. Um, thoughts, Phil? I think we've touched on it already. But yeah, I don't, look, you know, I think that's a bit harsh. I think our, our finishing poor. I think their goalkeeper played out of his skin. Um, their defence, they they were packed five deep in defence. Their midfield was. Coming back and filling gaps to make um, to make no space at all, yeah. and uh, so it, it was it was a difficult afternoon. It was one of those games. Um, we're still scoring plenty of goals um, overall in the league. We're 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 well up there. So I don't I don't necessarily think um, our finishing so poor. You know we've got we've got two players in the top six goal scorers of the Premier League. One at number two. I think it's a fairly harsh criticism, to be honest. Yeah, it was, I mean, I didn't see anything, you know, there was a chance by Giroud that got saved very well by Foster's legs, and Alexis's ones, you know, more unlucky than, than, than anything else. He's, probably the Ramsey one was the most irritating one. Um, I thought we could have done a little bit better, but it's again, it's a hard half volley that he took down and got it on target. And well, he, it's in, he had no time, he had no time, he's being closed down. Um, yeah. But but in generally, you know, the post came in the play a couple of times. You can't odds against that. Uh, I I, th- I think we we pretty much did as much as we could to win that game and get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I think um, maybe if it was nil-nil, I'd I'd have a little bit of a different tone about it. But the fact we got the goal in the end, um, you know, I'm almost all forgotten about that. But I do think it was um, the goalkeeper had a very good game in fairness. So and he's a, yeah. he's a very good goalkeeper. So um, he is, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I full credit to him. Adam um, at Moranzaholic, good good blogger, always um, tweets us in questions. Says uh, he's got a few for us. Um, what would you change as our, as our passing has been too slow, or is it just me? Would you start Rambo ahead of Cockland in the next one? Um, next one is a home game, Adam. I think we kind of decided that Cock Jacker would be what we'd go with. You're happy seeing Ramsey come in from the bench at the moment? Uh, yes, because as we've alluded to before, uh, we've got a big squad at the minute, so we don't want to rush players back. Ramsey's always had problems with his, with his hamstrings because we've always had a light squad, haven't we? So at, at present, I'm happy of him coming off the bench because Shaka's killer passes are still proving to be clinical, um, and uh, and Cochrane is you know is is the midfield beast we need, isn't it? So yeah, uh, to answer that question, my personal opinion is just keep Shaka and Cochrane. Don't change that winning formula in the middle at the minute, um, and just keep get, gaining that confidence back up. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um... Phil, um, Eddie Moranza also asked another one. Uh, with Ox out, would you go for a Wobi or, or Lucas Perez? Do you think it's more of a rotation thing, or is there someone that you'd put ahead of the other? I'd, I'd, I'd actually like to see Lucas Perez be given a go, a full game. Um, you know, every time he's played for us, he's done well. He came on today, he did quite well. I think I think he needs some game time. I think he, he'd had a different dimension. He's, um, I think he's a better finisher than a Wobi. I think he's a more natural, instinctive finisher than Awobi. And I think Awobi could learn from him um, and become a better player. So I'd, I'd possibly like to see Lucas Perez get a given a, a game and then and a bit of rotation um, yeah. on that strengthening that left-hand side. Yeah, I agree. I think he's very tenacious as well. I think you'll see him work back a little bit more than a Wobi, possibly. Um, so I, I, I think he's, he's ready for it. But when he shows his reluctance with players coming in, Xhaka was the same. We wanted him to start for a long period of time, and he hardly had a kick early on, didn't he? And it seems like yeah. Lucas, that yeah. injury's kind of stuttered Lucas in, in a way, because um, he, he probably would be playing a lot more now without that six-week injury, especially with the way he's been looking when he has been playing. So maybe, you know, maybe Wenger's just biding his time with it, and he knows there's... A lot bigger games and a lot, lot more games to come. So, so, but I think he looks really good. I agree. Um, Adam, um, the original Del Boy says is Giroud underrated? And thanks for the continual podcast. I appreciate that. But um, what do you think, Giroud underrated? I think he is largely. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I think I mentioned that earlier on, didn't I? Uh, I think I had to use that exact word, underrated. I don't know if anyone else saw the stat on uh, Twitter and uh, and Del Boy. I, I interact with him quite a lot, so he must have seen it as well. There is um, only Aguero, I think it is, who scored more goals than Giroud since uh, uh, 2012-13 season. So, of course, he's underrated when he's got that kind of strike rate, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's going to be a big player for us for the rest of the season. I think he's. Yeah. And he looks like he just really wants to play now. He just wants to play and play and play. So yeah. It's good to see because we we not we know uh, there's a lot of competition up there, and I think that's going to do him the world of good. But um. Yeah. But another person asks, um, at Moby3 says, um, Giroud scoring in the dying minutes of the gate, does that game, does that mean he's better off as a super sub? Um, Phil, it's likely that we're probably going to go ahead and start Giroud in the next game. I mean, he scored and we won. Wenger doesn't usually change a winning team. So do, do you think, would you rather see us go back to the, to the fast, fluid system or are you happy to see Giroud come in? No, no, I think, I think you've got to, you, as you both alluded earlier on, you've got to pick horses for courses. And I think... Uh, 
Sam Allardyce is going to set his team up pretty much the same way as Pulis did today with, you know, a couple of couple of banks of uh, four or five at the back. Um, you know, you're going to need that. You're going to need that physical presence to maybe grab a late goal. You know, you assuming that we're going to bang three or four goals in against Crystal Palace is not 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 a given. Um, so I think I think I'd start Giroud again. I don't, and I don't think he's a super sub to be honest. I think that each player has their own merit in in different games, and I think these types of games suit Giroud. I, I just like to see Walcott back to be giving him the service yeah. that he needs in these games because he, it could be huge, yeah. yeah, there's no one else is going to get with that with that destructive pace that's going to take men on and get to the byline and get those crosses in. Yeah, we saw it once with Lucas today where he passed that ball alongside the six-yard box and he kind of did get to the byline in a way, didn't he? And Giroud was like inches away from it kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah right, no, look, he, he, he was almost on it, you know, and you need, and you, if you're going to have a big man playing in the centre of the six-yard box, then you've got to have the passes coming in. Yeah, you've got to find him. Oh, he's not pointless. going to be the mobile person, yeah. He's not going to be Alexis no. dropping deep for a ball, he's not. No. I agree with that. If you're going to play him, you, you, you've got to play to his strengths. And in fairness, I don't feel we did today, but the goal basically proved proved that. that we, when we but did, I, I don't think we did because we were, we couldn't because we didn't have the 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 man the men to play to his strengths. We 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 were we were stuck with two very fluid players out wide that come inside rather than cross the ball. Yeah. Um, you didn't have the ox. You didn't. You didn't have the ox, and you didn't have Theo. So yeah, yeah. Heavily on the fullbacks, wasn't it? Really, really yeah. Heavily on the fullbacks to yeah. push on and, and get those crosses in, which didn't really come to fruition. But it worked out in the end. We we, we got the win yeah. in the end. And um, if you don't mind me jumping in on that one, I think that's quite a big disservice to Giroud to just call him a super sub. He's he's proved it time and time again that he can bang in goals, and also. That's testament to his mentality that he hasn't been involved in the game all day and he was still, when his chance came, got the goal. (laughs) You know, I I do generally believe um, that's that's doing him a general disservice just saying he's he's only a man for the last 15 minutes. I I, I do think for certain games, as Phil said, horses for courses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. He he has been largely underrated for most of his Arsenal career and um, he's done a a great job. Um, Joseph Gertz also says how frustrating is it for us not to attack the end line, that the, 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 the you know, to, to attack the byline, which we already touched on. Before we yep. go, boys, I know we're overrunning a little bit. I want to get your predictions for the for the Crystal Palace game. This is going to be the last podcast for us for a couple of weeks because I'm going to fly over to London and see see, see the team in action. But um, boy, what, boy. Um, Adam, what do you reckon? Uh, we we usually go predictions and first scorer. We're terrible at it, so let's see if you can do any better. Um, predictions right, for Palace okay. and, and first scorer. Well, I'm going to go for our favourite scoreline. I said it today, but yeah, I think we, we just lacked a bit of confidence recently. So got, I think we'll get it back on New Year's Day. So I'm going 3-1 Arsenal. Uh, and I am going... Uh, I'm going to go with Giroud first goal. Like it. Yeah, it'll definitely start, I think. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. What about you, Phil? Yeah, no, I'm going 2-0 to the Arsenal. Um, clean sheet. And I think that Alexis will be the first scorer. Like it, like it. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go uh, let's say three 0 I'm gonna say three 0 We got. I'm um, liking the uh, two clean sheets in a row, and I'll say. Yeah. 
I'm going to say Lucas. I think Lucas might start. So I'm going to say Lucas. I'm going to throw wow. it. Wow. Fancy in it. Fancy in it. I always get it wrong anyway, so what's the big thing? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Phil, um, Mal- Adam, Mal- I know he's... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, you never know. He might come up for a header last minute. You know, you never know. Um, but no, I don't want to leave it that late. But... um. Thanks, boys, for for coming on. I know it's crazy times, and wherever you know, for some of you. Um, so, Phil, thanks so much for, for for coming on, and Adam, I really appreciate it. Hopefully, my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Soon, I really appreciate it. And thanks for your support. And I know you guys always um, ask questions and support the podcast, so we really appreciate it. No well, problem. No, call us next year. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I will do. I will do. Only a few week, only a week away. So yeah. Um, yeah, true. Before before I go, I just want to let everyone know you can find us at the usual places at Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter. We try to constantly update our feed, and we'll get back to you if you've got any questions and all this kind of stuff. And uh, footballpurist.com is our website. Um, you can follow us at iTunes. We, we we post our podcast there. We post it directly on the website. We post it on SoundCloud, and there's a direct link on Twitter, so you can just find us there and if you leave us a cheeky review on iTunes that will be great as well which some of you have been doing so we appreciate it um, we'll be back probably after January 7th or 8th so it'll be a week or two before we're back um, a couple of games in between there FA Cup game Bournemouth and, and obviously the Palace game so hopefully just wins 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 that's all we're looking for and uh, I'm sure we can, we, can, we can do it keep the faith and up the Arsenal thanks boys thanks boys